0: A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Hey babe. you gotta get with it or get lost. Then... Yeah, This Young lord reporting live from Atlanta,
1: Georgia. Decatur wears great. And uh, I want all my
0: sexy ladies to report to the dead. Fly this y'all. Yes. Be yeah, speak grease. Right off the back, man, right? The poor got dollars. A so woman come frequent,
1: like, flight mileage. It ain't no secret. I, I might holler, but I ain't gonna sweat you, baby. I'ma let you catch up with your gang. Run faster, don't let them lose you, cause I ain't gonna bless you. Unless you feel a little desperate. Sending a, a text message, girl.
0: Stop. Wait a minute, you were listening to the Keep the Change podcast all the way from Danny Burke.
1: <laughs> is this, that another Danny Burke tune? Yeah, it is, mate. It's
0: one of my ones from back in the day. I probably just about know every single word to this. Yeah? Yeah, Lloyd. an R&B specialist. Yeah, I was, mate. I don't know. This is very odd. This dude here, Lloyd... Actually came recently and sung at uh, Summer Jams or something, maybe. I don't know. I don't you would know have the, the VIP kids. pass today. Oh, eh? oh, no. <laughs> I just saw it online. Eh? Uh, but yeah, he's still floating around and kicking around. And I'll tell you who else is floating around and kicking around, and that is the listeners of the Keep The Change podcast. When they're not putting a five-star review up for this podcast, mate, they're putting it on their Instagram story. And when they're not doing that, they're filling out the form to tell us about their financial story. It's good, now, eh? Yeah, we did a podcast a little while ago with the first batch of these, and we're here People to loved do, it. yeah, another batch. So I'm gonna read some to you, Mikey. Now I need to get my reading voice on. Now this is Rachel from Christchurch, and she's not bothered if we are anonymous. So she lives at 86. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> Please don't read my address out. Yeah. Cool. So her story. <laughs> Oh, or they, them, he, she, not sure, but uh, Rachel. Anyway, Rachel from Christchurch, I shouldn't be so presumptuous in uh, 2023, <laughs> says, I've always been a if I have it, I spend it kind of person. Although I wanted to save and have a lovely balance to look at, the draw of the happy chemicals purchasing stuff gives me was just too much. My partner is very much the same and we have found ourselves with a couple of store finance cards, each and a joint credit card plus three buy now pay ladder accounts on my own. Fuck, hold this, mate, i going to be sick. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like... All the things we say not to do. Since COVID has dragged on, the job market became even more uncertain and I had to take more time off with my son since you can't send a kid with a sniffle anywhere. Good point. Mm -hmm. Reality set in that if anything was to happen to either of our incomes permanently, we would very much be up the creek without a paddle. I came across Keep the Change and joined the mailing list and that kicked me into gear. Since deciding to take proper control over my life, I have closed all the buy now, pay later accounts get in move to remove the temptation or more to remove the temptation than anything smart have a very detailed thorough budget and get that gets reviewed regularly and have set up all APs I can think of so I don't have to get too involved with moving things around I love that yeah that's so smart I also took on a second job back in 2021 to try and help this sounds like a stitch up like we've made this up this is so good (laughs) to try and help out the day-to-day short shortfalls we had These have now gone and the income the second job generates goes partly into savings and partly into paying off those scary credit cards. While I'm still a spender, the cash available to me has reduced significantly through having a separate spending account so the spends are more controlled and not as unnecessary as they often were. We're a long way off being debt free. Last time I worked it out, the first card won't be paid off into a full year yet. But it's a more comfortable feeling having a wee bit of savings account and not just paying the minimum every month. I'm hoping that a series of decent decisions in the last six months will have us set up for a better future, That and that being on the tight side of the spending will really start to show results soon. Thanks, Luke. Probably wouldn't have a, have been as educated and motivated if you weren't dropping into the inbox every week. Wow. How good.
1: Making moves, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, Rachel from Christchurch is clearly ready to be a student at some stage and Mm. she probably copped a Facebook ad from uh, Keep the Change or something in her feed and that's what the money that people were uh, in terms of sponsorship and stuff, anything I get and then it was just coming out of my own personal pocket, I'm cranking it into ads to then try and find these people Mm. and look at what they can do.
1: Yeah, I mean everyone's capable of doing this and there's only uh, like normally two things that'll force you into doing that and it is force like true pain when you're like oh shit this has got out of control i need to take action or i keep the change ad popping up on your facebook feed <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you go into the journey i think for them the piece here as well was that they realized that uh the reality set in that anything was to happen to either of our incomes permanently we would be very much up the creek without a paddle mm. and that's that sort of realization of fuck you know what i gotta i gotta do something a little bit differently here
1: Nothing gets your ass into gear like fear, mate. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. good. Nothing gets your ass into gear like fear. Yeah, you like write that? that <laughs> write that down, mate. Write that down. You could bloody trademark that, I think. But cool, cool themes in here. Okay, got rid of the buy now, pay later accounts. Didn't have to, but says more to remove the temptation than anything. This is often what I talk about. I'm like, get rid of your consumer debt just to become a different person, to have a new identity, to have that person that can't lean on that shit anymore. And then automate things. I used to do this as well. Mm-hmm. I used to set up automatic payments for everything, like power, internet, phone, and try and overpay what it would be so that when the bill turned up in the mail and I got that shitty envelope back in the day, I'd open it up and it would be like, Telecom or Spark, uh, your balance is negative $2.50. And I would think, man, I am winning. Yeah. I am winning here because I owe nothing. The
1: other thing that you taught me about this, which I didn't even think of previously with direct debits and stuff, is it makes you like nearly impossible to get scammed. mm It's like a massive win, right? Like, if you know that everything's set up on direct debit, you know, your electricity, your phone, whatever, and then, you know, um, ASB, bank, sends you the text message from plus 163 saying, hey, you need to check this, put this $20 over here or whatever, like, everything's done. You don't have anything, so you know it's a fucking scam because you've taken control, everything's in order. You know, if something's really out of something's happened... Then they'll get hold of you in a proper way. They won't send you a fucking scammy email like yeah. from Luke at keep the change with a with two Ps or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep kept your change. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and you'll become naturally more because when you start to clean up your finances, then when those things happen to you, scammy type things, you're like, huh, hang on a second. Yeah. So you're naturally more like in check with is this legit or not? Yeah. And you will you will yeah. And it's it's hard to explain those things to people. Because they're like, well, yeah, whatever. That doesn't sound like that makes a big difference. But once they start doing it, mm. they realise. And even one thing I've noticed at the moment, man, with credit and debit cards and shit, and I'm even using PayWave on my phone, right? There's fucking fees for Africa. It's worse than going to a university.
1: Something's changed. Yeah. Because over, I feel like over the... I wonder if it's just inflation where the, uh, the businesses and stuff are like, I'm not copying this. This, is, this cost is raising too much. We're going to put it on the consumer. Because... Like pretty much everywhere you go now has got those new POS terminals where it automatically just says, oh, you're pay waving, Sweet, 92 cents on top.
0: Yeah, thanks for using technology which creates a more productive economy. We're <laughs> going to charge you extra. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I park to go to the gym to charge the Tesla every now and then, and usually I get 90 minutes and I can get in and out for free because yeah. uh, Les Mills let you validate your parking. The other day I must have fucked it up and it didn't validate it, so by the time I got out it was $18, but 65 cents. To pay as That's well It's quite a grunty Portion so eh So let's divide that 0. 0.65 Divided by 18 It's 3.6% It's a big charge eh It is man It's a like, big charge And when you start Putting that out Over a number of Transactions in your life And you start thinking Like oh you know I get the air points This is when you realise Oh but you're actually Getting smacked up mm. You know so Bring back cash baby Whoa. All these things start to go in cycles, don't they? So Mm. it will be interesting to see. But good on you, Rachel. That is very, very inspiring. Now, Evan from Thames says, One of my best purchases in 2022, which you've mentioned before, was joining the New Zealand Koro Club. As someone with a lot of both personal and work travel, now that borders have reopened, it's already paid its dividends. Flight delays have gone from becoming a nuisance to an excuse to grab another glass of bubbly while (laughs) I hustle away and get some more work done. (laughs) Cordo Lounge comes with a lot of perks, but for me, my favorite part of joining was that I was able to join without paying a cent. Okay. Oh, damn it. Now this has just gone against everything I said about credit cards. Uh, (laughs) I did this by signing up to the American Express Airpoints Platinum Card, which gave me a joining fee waiver and annual fee discount, bringing the price down from a one-year membership from $880 to $480. The credit card also came with a 500 Airpoints bonus for signing up. So I was able to use 480 of these Airpoints to pay for a one-year membership. Jeez. The credit card comes with a whole lot of other perks too, but that's a story for another day. So that's the American Express Airpoints Platinum Card. But hey, you know, look into that, your own peril. Because someone's paying for that. Okay,
1: yeah. Oh, is there more?
0: I know credit cards are a dangerous territory for some, which I know you've mentioned many times, but thought I'd share my perspective on how they can also be used for good as long as you're prudent and always pay them off in full. Yeah. So someone DM'd me the other day and said...
1: Basically, I can't remember, but I'm paraphrasing. Like, um, stop talking shit about people with credit cards. You even said on yourself that you've got one, and I was I was like thinking about. it. I was like, yeah, that's true. But I was thinking about what's happened here, and I was like, I did fourteen years on an FPOS card. Wow! Before I got a credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To learn some habits. Yeah. Well, I was I was against them heavily, mm. um, and. I can promise you I won't fall into that category of, you know, one in ten aren't paying. Yeah. Because I'm just so far away from that now. I wouldn't have been if I had taken my credit card out real early in my journey. Mm. Um, but yeah, just be careful with them, eh? Like it is never advice I will never advise someone to get a credit card for perks or points or whatever. It's just thinking small. It's just small thinking. Yeah. It's yeah. just scarcity. Like, oh I'll get a freebie. I um I bought a core membership, paid for it. Um and didn't even think about the credit card thing and then I found out that my credit card that I've got has fucking that shit on it already so I don't <laughs> so yeah, yeah
0: one question if you, you know, like all of this stuff right you've got to figure out who you are and whether you can handle these financial products or not everyone says buy now pay later is great until 10% of people are behind on it then it's like oh you're still saying the same thing Mm. didn't think so you know so same thing oh but I always paid off on time cool but are you increasing your spend we've gone over that a hundred times but also question for you what's bigger your savings balance or your credit card limit Mm. and if your credit card limit is bigger so it's five grand and you don't have five grand saved you should look in the mirror and go What the fuck is going on here?
1: Mm, That's a real good one.
0: My financial story from Kelsey. Uh, Shit, keep my name anonymous. Yeah, (laughs) Kelsey. (laughs) When I finished school at 18 and started working, my main goal was to buy a house ASAP. Sounds very Kiwi. I stayed at home with my parents and paid cheap board for about one year. I worked two jobs, uh, admin Monday to Friday, and then another job in the weekends and saved as much as possible. Eventually, I decided that I was earning, if the weekends wasn't worth Wrecking myself for so I dropped that and kept the one full time job Monday to Friday. At 21, I brought my first house and with a 20% deposit, I was earning about 35k a year. Wow, that sounds like me when I first started. And although my mortgage was only 175k, Jesus, is this actually me from the NACI? I had to be strict to afford everything and still have a bit of fun. Two years later, my partner brought half and we were fully paid off the original mortgage at the 4.5 mark. Holy shit, that's the cool thing about a low. Level mm. of debt. Eh? When yeah. you're, um, you know, like my property in the NACI was 178k. <laughs> <laughs> it's now funny to think about. Like, fuck, yeah. you know, well, How did I get that? Sort it looks of like r- the
1: property down in the NACI is going back to that value though. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does.
0: So best feeling ever, getting mortgage free, especially in under five years. Well done. We do still have a mortgage. Oh, okay. We do still have a mortgage. However, as we also borrowed to build a shed, where car people okay, Mikey, you can relate, and do some renos, but now at ages closer to 30, our current loan is under 100K. Now, that feels so manageable, That's right? Fucking money well spent, mate. Yeah, they <laughs> earn uh, 1.5 times that between themselves as well. Their house is worth over three times what I brought it for, and we're living comfortably. Over the next year or so, we want to hopefully buy our next house or a section to build on, keeping our current house to rent out, starting investing in shares, and make sure we are all well set up before the kids come along so we don't have to make any big sacrifice to our lifestyle, as we have seen others around our struggle financially after having kids, onwards and upwards. See, what I really like about this, mate, is that this person really knows what they want. So when I finished school at age 18 and started working, my main goal was to buy a house AC. Yeah. There's no regret in here. There's like, nah. here's what we want to do It's because there's no speculation, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
1: Then it's just like, this is what I want to do. I've got blinkers on. I don't care what other people are doing, and I, this is, these are the things I need to achieve it, and then roll.
0: Yeah, and I've built up the equity, and now we want to build for ourselves and have some land. Then we're going to have kids. It's all mapped out, yeah. right? It's like the Kiwi, the, the Kiwi starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect to this person, but like it's cool because they've gone. These are the things I want. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, it's meant laser focused. I love it. Good stuff. Okay, what have we got here? Please keep this one anonymous. I was in a relationship from in high school and continued on for way too long. And the guy is the guy you often do podcasts with. He's incredibly toxic. I just thought I'd let you know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you, were you freaking out for a second? Nah. No, okay. okay. Uh, I was with him for far too long. Well, that relationship went on for far too long, to put it politely. <laughs> there was a lot of me being what I thought supportive partner through their study in law, which I ended up working full-time to help support, then as they were struggling to make ends meet with the student allowance and working minimal shift, or so they led me to believe. I racked up the best part of 1k of debt, oh god man, I'm scared to read the rest of this, I racked up the best part of 15k of debt to help service them, including helping them get stuff that most students couldn't afford, as I figured later on, while they were qualified, I could study and they would return the favour. Meanwhile, they were giving money to their father on the side alongside other things which they should not have been spending money on, X-rated subscription services and dodgy stuff, who was struggling to hold down a job that's the father by the looks, which came out later on and denied everything when I caught on and refused to pay for things like groceries, often resulting in heated arguments. Obviously, my very dumb self at the time had put all the debt into my name, so it was up to me to service the debt hole I'd got myself in breakup happened including a crack at my KiwiSaver. long story and settled. It was an awful time and very expensive. 4.5 years on, tidied up all of my debt by drawing down debt consolidation, brought a laptop and started my study, paid off all the debt and brought my first home, a flat, very modest to get myself on the ladder. I was still yet to complete my study in full as I got a promotion of sorts work wise. reason I'm sharing this is I know I'm not the only one that ended up in this situation. I know someone paying back for their wedding with their ex. My key takeaway with a lot of young people is that they don't spend wisely and they spend emotionally and always have a plan B. Prenups and separation agreements are no joke and always consider getting into these if things are serious. De facto partnerships only have to be three years before they can take you for half your worth. A good support crew is so important for any goals, whether it be financial or not, and good people around you to be in your corner when shit goes tits up. So that is so, so important. Wowza. Protect your downside. Yeah. Shit. That's grunty though, eh? I always find the people that have been really heavily burnt... They know so much about protecting the downside that mm. people that have never been in those position to just like what like they don't even know what those things are. What's a prenup? How does yeah. that work? You know, what's a trust? Like all these different things. But the people that have been burnt are like fuck. Then they go down a massive learning curve of yeah. I never letting this happen again, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that there's like a huge portion of society um, that just run the gauntlet in this area as well and it's okay because the burn doesn't come. Yeah. So, like, there's a disagreement there about it. Um, Yeah, it's a funny one, eh? Like, it, it would definitely be harder when you're young, man. Like, the emotions are flowing when you're, like, 19 or 20, and yeah. you're just doing dumb shit, making dumb calls and taking out dumb debt for dumb people or whatever it is, yeah. and um, for really nice lazy boys. And <laughs>
0: the, this, the thing that I reckon sucks for these types of people and these situations is that once you've this person sacrificed a part of their life and they're trying to be supportive they're trying to be an amazing partner mm. and then they've just been fucking completely taken advantage of by someone but they would struggle to leave that relationship too I reckon because they'd be like well I've put so much into this yep and but then they don't re- and then they they come out of that relationship finally too and then it's like they have to rebuild and yeah. then they they feel like they don't have as much worth and stuff but really someone's going to be like, oh my God, like were you willing to do that for someone? That's mm. unbelievable. You're the most amazing person I've ever met. And they become the most perfect partner for someone that isn't a piece of shit that's not going to treat them like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I think in that scenario too, my, uh, my ability to give out trust again would be heavily dissolved. So yeah. you'd always be on the back foot, being like, uh, you know, like a bit shy on it, yeah. probably.
0: Yeah, we're going house in this, lazy boy. You know that, eh? Like, <laughs> oh, can you just sign it under your name? Chances,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that would be a hard. It's a hard one to get over, eh? But I mean, it l- looks like it's been recognised in that story and moving on, which is great.
0: Yeah, cool that it's not like the woe was me and staying there. They're they're actively um, chasing. It was a good
1: admission there. Like that wasn't victim mentality. It was like nah. stupid me. I fucking made the wrong call. You know, sounds like it's been turned around and back on the right track there, which I've got it's good stones to do that, eh? So good on Definitely. you. Definitely.
0: And, you know, sometimes people talk about abusive relationships, and those aren't just physical. They mm. are being manipulated like this sort of stuff, you know? So to be able to walk away from that, well done. Well mm. done to that person. And, yeah, I, I think some themes in there that we all need to be mindful of is when going into debt in relationships, be very careful. Like, the amount of stories I've had through Keep the Change where – you know, I'm out here trying to tell people how to lead a better life and do all these different things. And then they hit me with the story of, oh, you know, I ended up having to pay off my ex's car. And I'm like, mm. what the fuck? Like, how did that happen? And then they tell me this massive story. And I think, whoa, I'll, I don't even think about doing that sort of content. Yeah. And and that's just, they thought they were doing someone a favor. They write it off. The relationship breaks up. Bang. They've yep. got to repay the debt. And now they're like, oh, I couldn't end up buying my house. And now my new partner's like, why not? Yep. You know, where's the subi? <laughs> yeah,
1: I've seen... Um People that have put their spouse on as shareholders or you know directors or whatever of yep. their company to pay them a salary or whatever, and uh, the company's gone bankrupt, and that goes against the person's name, and they're like, I don't even have anything to do with the business. Yeah, and it's fucked up their ability to go and do stuff now. You know, like you can't get any credit, nothing.
0: There was quite an interesting case in the accounting space where directors uh, accountants were uh, enjoying being trustees of trusts and different things. Because they could clip That's the ticket right, and they'd yeah. charge for it each year. And yeah. then one, one time, uh, the IRD were like, oh, sweet, you can pay the debt too. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, hang on, we're just the professional trustee. And they're like, well, you should not know what was going on in this. This business hoes, you know, whatever, you can yeah. you can cough up. And then the entire industry was like, whoa, I might yeah. change the way <laughs> I'm doing that. Do I really need to make uh, another 300 bucks off yeah. every client to do that and offer that as a service? <laughs> so these things are, you know, everyone has to be mindful of them. Now, the next one says, I grew up in a frugal, risk-averse family. I always wanted a part-time job, but my mother said not to rush into work because I would be working until I was 65, so I should enjoy my childhood. Despite my financial situation at 50 years of age, it's a sentiment I still appreciate and agree with. When I got my first part-time job in 17, my father said I needed to start putting into my super. How I laughed. At 18, I was fortunate enough to pay my way to London and have a fun-filled two and a half years spending every penny I earned, either traveling in a bay, or in a bar, uh, or buying two-minute noodles. At 21, my husband and I moved to Australia and bought our first house. My father gave us a Noel Whitaker's book, Your Bank Account, Be Your Best Friend. Jesus, we laughed. Okay, I've never heard of that. Noel Whitaker's book, Your Bank Account, Can Be Your Best Friend, if you want to look that up. But we started tracking our spending, and damn, did things change for us. Eventually, we sold up and moved back to New Zealand, feeling extremely loaded. We bought our second house plus a section to build on. Seven years later, when we had... 8K left on our mortgage at 39 years old, I was widowed. Wow, it rocked my world. I lost it and basically pissed away over 150K. Shit, this story took a turn. Uh, 10 years later of mainly part-time work, I'm moving back to Australia to be with my family again. I'm okay now and having a new partner who is ghastly with money, lol, work in progress." The only housing we can afford is first home types with a mortgage of minimum 200k. We are set to lose 100k in the exchange rate. My old house is valued at $1 million. Does anyone really talk about becoming financially unhinged? Grief can do that. There are plenty of stories of financial correction, which I'm working hard on. Your podcast and others are helping to return my focus, but damn, it's hard. People say not to compare yourself, but it's hard not to when your siblings are self-made millionaires and I'll be living in the Bronx, LOL. Not for long, motherfuckers. Yeah, nice. (laughs) But my mum was right. I will be working until I'm 65. Well, it's 67 in Australia. The sprint is on. It's okay to laugh at what a dick I've been, just living in the moment, not seeing a future. Wow. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, this is tough because they were doing all the right things. And it's just like, it's a good reminder for us that you know, you can be doing all the right things in life and then life can just come out of nowhere and, and, and smack you around, right? Yeah,
1: I have a few of these moments recently when I've been thinking about making sure I enjoy a few things, eh? Yeah. Because, like, part of me wants to do, like, go back into, like, a two-year, eight-day-a-week, hour day mode to, like, really give it heaps over this, like, so-called sort of recession we've got coming. And then I'm like, I did that so I could have a little bit of stuff, eh? Yeah, You know, have a, a day off or go fishing and stuff like that. I, that's why I did it to begin with. And you do have to weigh those things up. But also, um, man, I, I, I swear to myself, I'll never forget my les- my own lessons about learning, about protecting about the downside. Mm. Um, but, yeah, grief's a funny one, man. It fucking rocks you because it's an emotional thing. And, like, yeah. money and assets and things, they aren't emotional. They're transactional. And they'll fucking walk away if you don't pay them the attention. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one, man. Sounds like she's had a hell of a ride.
0: Big time. I'm glad that they're quite positive about it and that they that are sounds nice. yeah, yeah, good still attitude. moving in the right direction, eh? And
1: you know, like a good attitude, it means you are rich.
0: Oh, I love that, mate. That's so good. You know, yeah.
1: like, it's so true. Like, some of the... This is another thing about the current state of people's fucking behavior in this country is that you all need to have a little bit more fun, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah what are we doing because like i'm walking around and
1: like people are grumpy oh yeah man fucking weird and like i know the weather's been bad and we've had a horrible weather event and stuff like that but like you're only here for a short period eh? and it might even go earlier look at this little story here Mm. so like at least have some fucking humor yeah like have a joke like nothing's that serious how fucking important are you like, at least Jeez. have a laugh. I think it's so important, man. Oh, it's good when you get going,
0: mate. <laughs> yeah, tell <Sorry>. us more. <laughs> tell us more. I just but, think it's so crucial. Like, yeah. Uh, I always think about it when I scooter up here. I just try and smile at random people, you know, yeah. because you'll get back what you put out to the world, and there's just some, man, there's some miserableness going on. All it is, eh? Exactly. It
1: feels so dull and grim at, like, yeah. the people, and you wave at someone, and fuck, I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. Just have a laugh. Like, you... It, all of this stuff, and I'm a big believer in like looking after your finances, working and earning and, and all of that stuff, it's all fucking pointless if you're grumpy your whole life. Yeah. Like why? Mm. Why why what's the point of being a grumpy billionaire or nah. a millionaire? If you're a virtual
0: poor and you're an arsehole, you're still an arsehole.
1: Exactly. <laughs> having four rental properties but you fucking hate your life. Like yeah. don't do any of that shit until you can have a laugh. Yeah, it's so important.
0: There's a real good clip of Tony Robbins, and he works with I think someone might have hundreds of millions, and he's doing work with him, and he's really hard on his kids and stuff. And Tony's like pulls him aside, and he's freaking out about the money that the kids are spending and stuff. And Tony's like, "Dude, like, what's all that about?" And he's like, "Oh, we work so hard to get it, and they're just, you know, like, what's it?" And he's just like, "Mate, like, you you could die, you know, you could, you could for the rest of your life, you know, you could live to ninety and, and spend whatever per day, and you'd never run out of money. Mm. Like, let it go, you know, and yeah. just." Just just chill. Oh, Good. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I'll print some more. <laughs> yeah. But there's something in here as well with this person, right? So this person nearly got themselves to being completely mortgage free. Seven years later, we had eight grand left on our mortgage at 39 years old. But at 39 years old, I was widowed. It rocked my world. I lost it and basically pissed away over 150K. So maybe for you, you, you may find yourself in one of these situations where your life completely gets turned upside down. The first thing I would do if you're feeling unstable is just allocate some cash and go, I'm gonna spend it on counseling. I'm gonna go and understand what have you seen, you know, happen. Uh it's it's no different to inheriting a million dollars. You you, you should be straight to a financial advisor being like or winning Fuck, lotto. please help me not lose this. Yeah. yeah. Winning lotto, same thing. Protect your downside, same thing. And when you start to notice habits in yourself that you know aren't good, drinking out late like whatever it is and you're going I didn't used to be like this what's changed in my life that's when you've got to spend some money trying to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing Mm. and I'm not saying that this person didn't do it but this could be a reminder for some people that do find themselves in a really weird situation where they go you know what it's okay just to ask for a bit of help and say this is what's happened to me what do I need to be mindful of you know what do I need to be thinking about let's get into the next one mates We've got someone who says, uh, Brad, I'm not bothered. Okay, so clearing 2K worth of credit card debt and at the same time salary sacrificing 2% of my weekly pay each week into a work share scheme which is now well worth well over oh 25,000 euros. Cashing in on the recent house market storm 12 months ago, sold a house double what we paid for it, brought another house worth seven figures with 400 grand in equity. Sheesh. The story of how we got the house is another story in itself. Okay. Long story short, current owner wanted a quick sell plenty of interested buyers but could only go I uncondi- could go conditional. we had enough cash from selling our first home at the same time to stump the twenty percent deposit straight away. I think there must be more to the story. Did they uh submit that? Okay, maybe that's just the fact that they had cash ready to go mm. and so they were able to get this story. I get this uh get this place. plenty of interested buyers, but could we could go conditional oh, we but only us could go conditional. We had enough cash from selling our first home at the same time. To stump the 20% deposit straight away. So I think that what they're saying is that through good financial decisions and then selling at the top of the market, they were able to bank some cash and just beat everyone in an auction and get a property. Smart. Next one. Are we anonymous? This is a biggie, mate. Okay, we're anonymous. Jeepers. This might have to be the last one for this. My husband and I were high school sweethearts. Oh, that's so cute. So I feel in some ways our financial story is quite old-fashioned. I think there were a couple of things early on that worked in our favour. Neither of us went straight to university. We were both working full-time and a bit from 18. This meant we had a deposit saved and could buy our first home when we were 24 and 22. When you're that young, being really tight with your money is kind of fun. Friday nights for a $5 pizza and 5 bucks for a six-pack of dirty Reineck and social cricket club. Oh, yes. yes! Yelty! I studied part-time. That's less than a dollar a beer well I want to go <laughs> I studied part time while working and my husband continued to move up in his career my parents paid for our wedding but that was possible because we did almost everything except pictures dress, hair and makeup ourselves our whole family pitched in and that was the best feeling ever They took oh, the year off I took with our first daughter I used to do my teaching diploma Jesus she had a child and did a teaching diploma and that's grunty <laughs> that's ass another couple of years of decent money led us to buy a safe family car and do three overseas trips the birth of our second daughter was a bit of a catalyst. My husband left his job that was slowly killing him, and we moved regions. We brought a horrif- horrifically run-down house in a good area and moved our f- young family into it. Over the next four years, I went back to work. My husband did a degree, and we renovated the house. That's interesting, eh? They have both ended up mm. studying. We're not studying. Get straight into work and studied later. At the end of that time, we moved back up north with a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and a good sale on the renovated house and a new degree. We brought our perfect piece of land and are building a big house with my parents. We're living with our best friends while the build happens and are so grateful to them helping us save the rent money in the meantime. These people just sound like the nicest fucking Kiwis yeah. in the country. <laughs> Everyone's looking after them for their wedding. Uh, they can go stay with their friends while they're getting <laughs> a house built. They're going to let their parents live with them. Jesus, I feel unworthy. A couple of things worked in our favour. Two times the property market exploded and we were able to take advantage of that. We have always been healthy. We have avoided any relationship issues and have super supportive family and friends. Well, not surprised because the world's nice as humans. (laughs) I'm fascinated by money and how people manage it. We made the most of our opportunities by being mindful of our money, learning skills we needed, building, plastering, cooking, takeaways, cutting our hair, keeping a good work ethic and deciding what we wanted for our life short-term and long-term. We often talk about... Time after a pay rise, we went to the supermarket and brought everything we wanted. By the end of the week, we were sick from the endless rich food and how much money it felt we had wasted. Wow, that's interesting, eh? It was really illuminating for us. Some people would have been thrilled to do that, but it wasn't the way our money would thrill us, so it felt like a waste. I know that we're lucky but I also know we worked hard to make the most of our advantage. Our next goal is cutting down our incoming mortgage ASAP. It will be the biggest mortgage we've ever had, but we have the river, cows and our big family house of our dreams. Looking forward, there is some growth in our careers to come and a couple of Rugby World Cups in some cool countries. We will commit to two years of putting every cent to the mortgage and hustling for extra income to put towards it. We put money away into savings for our daughters and 10% into our Kiwi savers. I predict at some point we'll buy another house to renovate because I love the process that will hopefully allow us to help those around us who might need support. Mm. Fuck, are these is this Jesus who wrote this? <laughs> it's been such fun to think back on this. Thanks. There's
1: that's the same as the last thing, mate, eh? how people are like, "Oh, it's really nice to write this down." Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Man. this is a it's the same thing as the I think it was one ago, two ago, yep. how there's like a plan and a structure and a goal mm. and they're just sticking to it and doing their thing. Obviously very lovely people too, <laughs> and that helps.
0: Like it, it genuinely does, has man, value. eh? yeah,
1: I was talking to another mortgage broker the other day about uh, them buying out other businesses and stuff, and they we had one that turned sour, and then they came back to them offering it back to them. He said, "Nah, I don't want to fucking deal with you," because really? it wasn't nice. Yeah, so and it doesn't doesn't cost to be a good person.
0: You know, it's actually easier. And it adds value massively. Yeah. And look at these people. They're saving thousands on, you know, rent and yeah, um, living in a motel or something when the house is getting built. And yeah. their mate's like, yeah, you can come stay with us. Like, if they were assholes, you can't do that because people are like, no. oh, oh, yeah, hey, we'd love to have you, eh? But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just we've got a few things going on. So, yeah, that that's really, really cool. And again, like, that, they're, they're not just like cha- they've changed their life a number of times to the themes I'm getting here where they've started working, they've learnt work ethic, then they're like, you know what, we will go and study and then they're thinking let's renovate a property. Um, they're trying little things the whole way through mm. and obviously got an incredible um, work ethic but also, you know, they touch on the fact that they're able to stay together which that is something that usually rocks a lot of people where they end up um, a relationship ends or whatnot and then it's sort of, okay, you lose your way again but, you know, this is a great story of a couple that have dug in together and just continued to to make more and more progress. And the cool thing, you know, there, there must be a bit of a Kiwi dream about getting a bit of land and buying the and mm. building the, the property that you want, eh? It must be a cool feeling. You know, they got cows and a river and stuff, and it must be the vision that they had mm. in their head. And to, I bet that they'll be stoked when they roll into that and they have that property compared to when they went and brought all the toffee pops and all the shit when their pays went up and thought yeah, this would be the thing sense. to make us yeah, happy. yeah. yeah. Really cool there, mate. Okay, there were some outstanding stories in there. There's one to go, mate, because this isn't a uh, a, a massive one. But this person says, I've always been terrible with money as a teenager. I was given the student overdraft from my bank, and that was where the horrors began. I started off okay. I refused to let my account go into overdraft, but before I knew it, it was maxed out. That was the bank's, oh, what was the bank's response? They doubled it. Of course they did. My overdraft (laughs) was now 2,000. I maxed it out again. I managed to get myself deeper and deeper into debt over the following years, from short-term cash loans to higher purchases and vehicle loans. Is this Luke I was going to say, is this? <laughs> <laughs> I paid all of those off about 30K worth, but still 10 years later, and that overdraft still haunts me. As a single mother, on the smartest I've ever been with the money, but also in the worst financial position of my life. The prospect of ever owning my own house seems impossible. Mm.
1: The only reason you're saying that is because you're comparing yourself.
0: To... Other people yeah. And what, you know, mean, what, what could have the, been possible
1: What do you mean the worst Yeah Like compared to who Yeah Just run your own race
0: Nice It's um, <clears throat> Yeah It's It sucks when you've burnt 10 years of your life To pay back 30 grand worth of debt Right mm. 30 grand And decisions that you Yeah you would love to have avoided But when the bank just willingly double your overdraft. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we can go below the line, above the line. So we can be like, okay, well, that happened. I take ownership, accountability, responsibility. Yeah. Um, blame, excuse, deny. Naturally, we're going to gravitate towards, okay, well, the bank shouldn't have done that uh, and whatnot. But my best advice for this person would be, that's your past. Like, write that down. That's one chapter. Mm. And be like, cool. But then you start writing your next chapter of what you want your life to look like. And when you think, okay, you'll never have a property, that could be chapter eight. But try and start to build out the chapters of what you would need to do to get yourself there. Because if that's the thing that you want, that should be pulling you towards it more mm. than it should be fucking you up that you can't do that and that you're thinking you're never going to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Man, 100%, hey, like... Work the plan. Yeah, the the, the needing a house thing is an odd one. Because it's not... If it, If you think about your quality of life and... Me, personally, when I think about the things that I do want to have and do and experience, um, when I really knuckle down to, like, the five things, it doesn't even include it. Well, owning the home that I do it in isn't a requirement. Yeah. Um. So have a good think about that, eh? Because also, like you said, if you've got eight chapters left, put the house in number eight, and then spend a, a portion of each chapter in between two and eight making sure that you're on track to get it then, if Mm. that's really that important to you. Yeah. Um, Because it might feel like it's really far away now, But like we've talked about before, time and... and, uh, Compounding. Yeah, and
0: discipline and patience will fix it all. It's really hard because they say they're a single mother and that is... Fuck, it's it's a tough thing to get out of. I actually had a really cool call. This lady rang me. She's been in this position and she said, I want to write for some of the single mothers who will be in the same position as me, whether you can do a podcast on it or just give some of this information out. Here's all the things that I did when I was that person to help me get out of that situation. Wow, cool. Yeah, and they wrote this huge email for me and I've got to do something with it, but I've got it there in the bank and I will do it, but basically they needed something to keep pulling them forward mm. and they just kept finding ways to keep doing things and it might have been learning, it might have just been increasing their value through like, uh, learning new things and getting new skills so that they felt like they were moving forward mm. so that they weren't sitting there going, I'll never have that house, that sort of thing. So it was really cool and I'll do some content with that at some stage. Just, this is a note for Luke uh, because I know that I'll have to come back to this podcast before we do the next batch. We've read 16 of these and there are currently 41 oh good so we'll start at number 17 yeah and the link is open again I closed it for a while because it was just getting getting too much and they were I'm just like holy shit we're not going to get through this fast (laughs) enough and it's back open it's at the bottom of the email at the moment so we're at Money Mail, 145, I think. So 145 onwards for a little bit. I'll keep it open. If you would like to add in your financial story and tell us what you're up to, then we'll read some of these out in good time too. There's always an interesting mix of what people are up to in here, mate. Some of them good, some of them not so good. Some really tough things. um, But it's always good to learn from other people.
1: Yeah. I quite like what I'm seeing about the attitudes, eh? Yeah. That's quite cool. Um, Like, removing excuses. It's like... You, you've just been dealt the cards. Yeah. You might have fucked up with your credit cards or your lending or whatever. Like, hanging on to that won't help you. No. Get out of that situation and then be like, right, okay, it's really hard for me to get a house, but it's not impossible because someone else on the planet has done it.
0: Good point. And if you, if it took you 10 years to clear the debt, don't put another 10 years into thinking about how that 10 years sucked. Yeah. Because now you've wasted 20.
1: Yeah. Boom, done, cleared, paid off, move on, right let's fucking we've we've changed the way we think now time to fucking hit the gas pedal go and find out these people that turned it around you know like there are stories about it online yep there is information for everything you just have to search for it and want to do it
0: i'd get into a facebook group with other solo mothers out there be like what are they doing Mm. get some ideas from them start chasing more be like right who's who can open my eyes here and Mm. if it's all doom and gloom i'd be getting myself out of there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so be careful. Anyway, we'll see you on the next episode of these, which are your examples and stories from your financial journey so far. Oh, just my time. Everything's And I
1: just want Let's a of you. Let's a